Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Why does making friends as an adult feel so what hard? What should I wear on a first date? What the date? hell is a foreign But that Why hookup was not good. So what do I want my life to look like in five years? We, we want to know too. Since 2012, the Every Girl has been an online destination to help women around the world achieve the life of their dreams. Now, we're excited to bring you the same inspiring content with the Every Girl Podcast. Welcome back to the show. We are going to skip the Ask the Every Girl segment this week and just get right into the interview. It's just such a crazy time. And I don't know how you guys feel, but it definitely feels like the world is crumbling around us. I am also going through my own personal grief. So it just felt weird to talk about anything else with everything going on. So I thought we could just get right into the episode today and pick back up with Ask the Evergirl next week. But I just wanted to send lots of love to you all. If you are going through a hard time personally too, or you feel overwhelmed and devastated by the news, I hope you are taking care of yourself. I have been watching a lot of reality TV, which I know sounds like a weird pivot. But when I'm dealing with my own grief and loss in my family, that feels overwhelming to me and devastating. That is honestly a form of self-care for me because I love being surrounded by things that just feel normal, like like grown women fighting over who said what to who and who stole whose husband. You know, Real Housewives is therapy to me. Um, I also had two real therapy sessions this week, just so you don't worry about me. But I just wanted to share that fun little anecdote as a reminder that self-care looks different for everyone. And it is genuinely any activity that makes this day, this hour, this week, this minute, whenever you're struggling, feel a little more manageable. That's it. That's the definition of self-care. It does not have to look like what wellness influencers show on social media. So again, love on yourself, care for yourself, however it feels like genuine caring for you. I feel so connected to this community, to you listening, that I just want you to know I love you and I'm sending lots of healing to whoever needs it. Our episode today is a fascinating conversation, one I have been wanting to have since the beginning of this podcast. I am talking to Carly Stein Kremer, who is the founder of Beekeepers Naturals, the fastest growing immune supplement brand you probably have seen go viral on TikTok with creators making claims, such as one product is Nature's Adderall to another product, worked like a boob job to lift and enhance breast size for someone. You guys, spoiler, bee products are so freaking cool. Carly's Instagram bio reads, an environmentalist on a mission to save the bees and reinvent the medicine cabinet. I think that sums her up beautifully, except there's so much more to her. She was recognized as a game-changing entrepreneur in Forbes 30 under 30 list and grew a tiny farmer's market stand to a major brand sold at retailers such as Target, Whole Foods, CVS, and is ranked number one in the cold and flu category on Amazon. In this episode, she shares her story, but it's really compelling because she used these products to heal her autoimmune condition and 
chronically getting sick, it really transformed her life and her health. So she knew that other people needed access to these products too. And that is how Beekeepers Naturals was born. In this episode, Carly shares some fascinating studies and history behind bee products such as royal jelly, propolis, medicinal honey, and bee pollen, and explained why these products are kind of the secret to optimal health that we are not talking about enough. Seriously, it's major for insane brain health benefits, hormonal health, immune system. It heals leaky gut. I mean, the benefits will seriously blow your mind. Carly also shares some great career insight, how she had the confidence to leave a stable job at Goldman Sachs to start her own small business, and the secrets that she credits to the company growing so quickly and successfully. A lot of good insight in this episode that you can apply, whether you're an entrepreneur or not. We cover so much in both career and in health and wellness. Let's dive into it all. Please welcome Carly Steinkremer to the Every Girl Podcast. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. I know that this convo is really going to blow people's minds. I am so excited to be here. Your story is so fascinating. Can you take us back to the beginning of your wellness journey and where you were in your life before you even launched Beekeepers Naturals? I love telling the story because it happened so organically. And I think it's nice for people to see that it takes a long time to get where you want to go. So I have an autoimmune condition and I grew up constantly sick. One of the sort of side effects, we'll call it, of what I deal with is I had a really weak immune system and I had chronic tonsillitis. For most people, when they have tonsillitis, two options. One, they take antibiotics, they zap it, they're better soon, or they get a tonsillectomy. I'm allergic to antibiotics. It's not safe for me to take antibiotics. So it meant that I couldn't take the conventional remedy. And it also meant that even though I had chronic, very severe tonsillitis that would impair my breathing and I would very regularly be suffering, a tonsillectomy was out of the question because in the event of an infection, I wouldn't be able to treat it in a somewhat easy way. So pretty early on, I felt like I didn't really fit into the traditional Western medical model. A lot of the over-the-counter cold and flu products, cough syrups, the conventional stuff. It just didn't work for me. I would typically have an adverse reaction or it just didn't work at all. And so from a pretty early age, I started exploring the world of wellness. And I found a lot of amazing things in that world. But because I'm allergic to everything, I have to do a whole extra level of research. And I found that a lot of the products sold under the wellness umbrella, they're not necessarily grounded in science. It doesn't mean they're not amazing, but there's a lot in that world that's heavily marketed, that's anecdotal evidence that is maybe really expensive and doesn't totally deliver on results. I just felt really frustrated with the system. I felt like on one side we have pharmaceuticals and they're not really looking at the holistic person. They're not accessible for everyone. They cause in some cases other issues. And then on the other side, there is a lack of science, a lack of efficacy. It's really hard to trust or just know what you're getting. I really wanted something to exist that was in the middle, but had a really hard time finding it. And that was just sort of the state of affairs for me. I was always sick, always run down, missing three weeks of school on a regular basis. And that continued into college. In a semester abroad, I went to Europe, which was a lot of fun. Of course, when I got to Italy, I got really severe tonsillitis. And I was just 
crushed. I'm like going to have to go home. For me, it can become so severe that breathing can be really tricky, really frustrated. And I had busted my butt waitressing to go out there. And so I was really committed to solving this problem. I was just like, I'm, I'm done with struggling with this. And I really wanted to find resolutions. I started doing a ton of research. I ended up connecting with this incredible pharmacist in Florence, and I walked her through all my allergies, my medical history, everything. And she looked at me and she's like, oh, you need propolis. And I was like, "Okay, what is that? And she's like, you know, propolis from the bees. And I was like, "Okay, I've had honey. I don't think it's going to cut it for what I'm dealing (laughs) with. And she's like, no, 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 you North American girl who does not know anything about bee products. Propolis is a completely different substance from the beehive. It's antiviral, antifungal, antibacterial, antimicrobial. It actually has really incredible benefits for the microbiome. There's all of these benefits. And most importantly, it's safe for autoimmune individuals. So it will help you to support your immune system, but it really works with your body. I like to compare propolis and bee products generally to adaptogens, the way they work with your stress levels, they work with what's happening in your body versus forcing your body into a position it doesn't necessarily want to go into. Bee products work that way with your immune system. So they're able to be potent and powerful and effective, but also gentle in a different capacity. They're able to zap germs, but unlike antibiotics, not destroy your gut. She sold me this propolis. Of course, I did some hardcore research before I started using it. And that was really interesting because I learned that it's not new. Propolis has been used since 300 BC. It was the OG antibiotic. Like people in different cultures would use it for so many different things. The ancient Egyptians used it in different cultures. They would drink propolis thinking that it would reduce the size of tumors. Like just this crazy history in the 17th century, it was actually listed in the London Pharmacopedia as an official drug. So we have this crazy healing history with it. Yeah, it's really interesting. And then going beyond history, looking at just the clinical trials, the studies, what's happening in the Western scientific world, there are a lot of studies looking at propolis, a lot of them focused on how it affects the immune system. A lot of studies right now looking at how propolis affects inflammation. There's a really interesting study right now going on in Brazil looking at how propolis affects tumors, actually, which is really fascinating. More and more science is looking at how propolis supports the microbiome. It has prebiotic effects. It helps to reduce intestinal inflammation. So people with chronic inflammatory conditions are able to really support themselves. But tons of studies looking at how it affects the immune system. It's an incredible immune support system and a great way to prevent sickness. So I found all these studies. I found this really fascinating history. I was like, okay, I'm sold. I'm going to try it. So I started using this propolis and I took it for five days. And on the fifth day, by that time, I had made a full recovery. For me, propolis functioned in my body the way antibiotics do for people who can take them in this situation. So I had this really amazing experience after 21 years of taking things that either don't work or made me sicker. I finally took something that actually helps my body to heal. At that point, I had done so much research and I learned that propolis is actually an incredible tool to integrate into your everyday. So I was like, there's tons of antioxidants, all these health benefits. This is my new thing. I kept taking the propolis and it really changed my immune system. I still have my tonsils many years later. I've been able to really transform my health using propolis and then from there integrating these other bee products into my routine. So that was my introduction to propolis and it just made such a difference for my health. 
Wow. That is an incredible story. Were you able to make a full recovery from your autoimmune or is it still there, but you just can manage symptoms better? Both. Certain things like I still have psoriasis, but I no longer test positive for Hashimoto's, which is crazy. I don't have the Hashimoto's antibodies. Occasionally I'll get sick if I'm really run down, but not in the way that I used to. I've got a pretty hearty system now. I travel a lot and I work sometimes longer hours. And like all of us, I've been exposed to sick people at different times and I just have a stronger body. And so it's just changed my constitution. It's so cool to see you living the benefits and the effects of this superfood that has for so long in our Western society been ignored and not utilized. I'm also so fascinated thinking of you like doing your research in Italy. How does one go about finding the right pharmacist to recommend this? Did you find that doctors, pharmacists in Europe were a little bit more educated on some of the more like yeah. natural more than they would be in the U.S.? It's really interesting. So honeybees are not native to North America. So the way that we use honeybees in North America, it's a little bit less nuanced. Whereas in other parts Mm -hmm. of the world, they've just been working with bees for longer. So there's a deeper understanding of going beyond honey and going beyond commercial pollination as well, just how to use these different things in a medicinal capacity. Honey, by the way, has incredible health benefits. So not to honey shame anyone, but there's so many incredible different use cases for something like propolis, royal jelly is incredible for neurological health, hormone balancing. Pollen has its own array of benefits. So there's just a lot of interesting things you can do with these products coming from the beehive when you understand how to use them. And it's cool, like in other parts of the world, they're a part of the medical system. In Poland, in the hospital system, they're using propolis. And some of these other ingredients, the way that our system would use penicillins. What we're trying to do with beekeepers is take something that has been around for a very long time. So we understand it. We understand that for most people, it's safe. We understand how to use it. And something that is on an ongoing basis, more studies are coming out. That's something that's really interesting scientifically, but that the average person doesn't really know about and bringing them ways to integrate it into their routine, help them heal themselves, help them feel better. I know that there are so many studies out there still, but I I think a lot of people are like tied so much to Western medicine that it's like if there's not so much Western peer-reviewed journal studies, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it if it's not a pharmaceutical drug. So I think that that's so amazing that it's becoming more and more mainstream in Western society to catch up with the rest of the world has known for centuries. And by the way, I agree with the skeptics out there. I had a really tricky experience and I still at time now I understand the system and know what to look for. But it's really confusing when it comes to the world of natural. And I think a lot of us, we want to use natural. We want to lead a more natural, sustainable lifestyle. But unfortunately, we don't have a system that prioritizes studying these ingredients. But I always tell people, go on PubMed, type in propolis and just do your own research. Like everyone should do their own homework before they put something in their body. I think that's just a healthy practice with anything. Let's get into the the nitty gritty of the bee products, using them as superfoods, because obviously most people listening are familiar with honey, probably more as like a sweetener, like it's just a food. Mm. But for people who have no idea what propolis, royal jelly, medicinal honey, like all these things are, can you explain the uses of these 
different ingredients, both to the hive and then what they can do for humans? Yes, 100%. So I'll start with honey because that's the one that most of us are familiar with. You can think of honey as the bee's primary energy source. It's their food. How they get it is they're going flower to flower. They're collecting the nectar. They bring it back to the hive. They allow it to ferment and it turns into the sticky substance we know and love called honey. And Honey has a ton of health benefits. It's amazing for supporting immune health. It has a lower glycemic index than conventional sugar. So it's always what I opt for when it comes to sweetening things in a healthy way. It's really high in enzymes. So people don't realize this, but honey is the only food on the planet that literally never expires. They found honey in Egyptian tombs that was nutritionally intact. So just think about if we're all taking digestive enzymes, think about the enzymes in honeys. If I have a heavy meal, I'm just feeling a little uncomfortable in my stomach, I'll have a teaspoon of honey. And I find that that really helps to soothe things. And honey's also a calmative agent. So I do a teaspoon of honey with some sea salt before bed. It really helps to regulate the sleep-wake cycle. So there's a lot of different ways to use honey. It's great for immune health, has all those delicious enzymes. When I talk about medicinal honey versus regular conventional honey, if you go to most grocery stores, the squeezy bear liquidy honey, that's been pasteurized. So the number one thing when you're buying honey, whether it's beekeepers or a different brand, look for raw unpasteurized. And with the raw unpasteurized, it will crystallize. It will harden. That's not bad. That doesn't mean it's gone bad. That's not a problem. That's a natural process that will happen over time. It happens at a different time frame based on the floral source. So depending on what flowers the bees are pollinating, it could get harder sooner or not. But that's totally fine, totally natural. I have honey that I have to like jam the spoon into, but it's delicious and amazing and so good for your body. But pasteurized honey, what happens, there's a process that basically is applying a really high heat for a solid duration of time. And it cooks all the enzymes, the antioxidants, the nutrients out. So you're really left with sugar water. So you really want to make sure that your honey is a high quality source. I'm also very big on pesticide free for me because I'm autoimmune. Pesticide exposure, even trace amounts can really throw me off. A big difference with Beekeepers Naturals products versus other products out there is we practice third-party pesticide testing. And that's a really cool benchmark. It's so interesting. When I started beekeeping, there was like no certification. There still isn't, but There was no awareness or certification or benchmark for what makes a bee product sustainable. We've over the years created our own system at Beekeepers Naturals. And a big thing that we're committed to is pesticide-free. So all of our raw product, we test for every pesticide, toxin, and pollutant in accordance with Health Canada, which is pretty rigorous. And we're making sure that we're giving people the purest, cleanest end product. And then it allows us in our apiaries to control for pesticides and make sure we're creating a clean, safe environment for the bees. That's a little pesticide tangent for you, but that's honey. The next one I'll talk about is propolis. So honey, the bees' carbs, their energy source. Propolis, you can think of as the bees' medicine or the building blocks of the bees' immune system. So while honey comes from flowers, propolis is coming from plant and tree resins. Think about sap trickling out of a tree. The bees are literally collecting the immuno properties of the plant itself, combining that with their enzymes, and that's how propolis is made. And so they make this amber-colored substance called propolis, and they use it to line the entire hive to keep it germ-free. 
without propolis, a hive would not survive, period. So propolis is really important to bees, to the hive ecosystem. And for humans, it's the best immune support, antiviral, antifungal, antimicrobial, antibacterial, because it's so powerful when it comes to inflammation. A lot of people use propolis for allergies to reduce the inflammatory response, to basically inhibit the histamine response. Propolis for me, it's my everyday tool. I'll do four sprays a day and then I'll double dose it if I'm feeling run down. If I'm on an airplane, I'm like, got my liposomal propolis and my spray propolis. So we put it in our probiotic, prebiotic, postbiotic. We have a complete gut health formula and we threw propolis in there because it has that prebiotic effect. And then there's also been some studies showing that it's really effective for leaky gut. It strengthens the tinctures in the uh, intestinal wall and leaky gut is so common. And then it's one of the highest sources of antioxidants. So a really nutritious substance, a great everyday defense to just protect your body. It has over 300 beneficial compounds inside it. So it's really fascinating. And then the next one I'll talk about is royal jelly. Royal jelly, you can think of as the breast milk or colostrum of the hive. Newborn baby bees for the first three to five days, they're fed royal jelly. And then after that little period, they're transitioned on to like a more normal bee diet of honey and pollen. But the bee who's to become the queen bee stays on her exclusive royal jelly diet. And it's just interesting to see how the queen bee develops. The queen bee is much stronger, much more robust. She will lay up to 1,500 eggs a day. So 1,500 babies versus regular oh, bees who don't have reproductive organs. So royal jelly is definitely working some magic in the hive. My husband and I swear that royal jelly got us pregnant. Really? But yeah. Does it affect fertility in humans then, obviously? So there's a few small studies I've seen with royal jelly. Not to say that it doesn't have powerful effects here. We just haven't seen as much research. From the Western world, where we've seen a ton of research on royal jelly, when is brain health. But there was a study looking at male fertility, and it found that men who consume royal jelly, they have stronger sperm on so many parameters from like maturation to viability. I came across a study pretty recently, and it was a pretty large scale study. It was looking at menopause symptoms, and it tested a large population of women who are struggling with menopause symptoms, everything from depression to hot flashes to reduce sex drive and the group that took royal jelly every day in eight weeks had resolution for a large percentage of their symptoms so that was really cool if you talk to an acupuncturist or traditional chinese medicine practitioner they always talk about royal jelly for hormone balancing for men and women and so those studies are just in line with all of the wisdom in eastern medicine but to bring it back to Western medicine and published studies, there's been a lot of studies looking at how royal jelly affects the brain. There was a study at um, University of Warsaw and it found that regular consumption of royal jelly increases your spatial reasoning, which is really cool. That's why you see also a lot of athletes using it. The reason it affects your brain it contains these two fatty acids that are only naturally occurring in royal jelly called AMPN1 oxide and 10-HDA. And they act as a catalyst for neurogenesis. So when you take royal jelly, it really helps your brain to create clean, fresh new neurons. It helps your brain to support this natural process that slows down with exposure to carcinogens and chemicals and age. So 
Royal jelly is an incredible grain food, and we think it does a lot for our hormones. We're learning more about that, but really exciting. A lot of people talk about royal jelly for longevity as well. I've noticed a huge difference in my energy levels taking royal jelly. And then the last one that I'll talk about is bee pollen. So bee pollen, it's the bee's main protein source. It's very cute. If you've ever seen a photo of a bee with the pollen granules stuck to their hind legs, that's called their pollen pants. So they're going flower to flower, collecting the pollen, mixing it with their enzymes so they can pollen up and then carry it back to the hive. And it's their vitamins and protein. And pollen, it contains more protein per weight than any animal source. Packs a punch. I like to think of pollen for humans as nature's multivitamins. High in broad spectrum vitamins and minerals. It's high in branch chain amino acids, B vitamins. So amazing for vegetarians or anyone who's having energy concerns. I use pollen the way I would use like chia seeds or hemp seeds. I put them in my smoothie. I sprinkle them on my avocado toast. What I've been doing recently is after I work out, I just throw back a shot of pollen because it's so good for muscle repair and recovery. And then there's been a few studies showing that pollen consumption can actually increase and improve your endurance, which is really cool. Pollen for me, it's my multivitamin. I'm not big on There are some great ones, but I'm not big on multivitamins generally. I think a lot of the stuff we take, it titrates and we're kind of winding up with expensive urine. So pollen, I love. It's it's a a problem. We we take so much sometimes and it's like, you don't even know what you're taking. And I've been there. You're just trying to solve a problem or feel better. But bioavailability is a huge thing. And we need to give our body things in ways that it can actually process, break down, absorb. That's what I love about pollen. It's incredibly bioavailable. It has those classic B enzymes. So your body integrates it really well. And it's just really nutritionally dense, especially if I'm traveling. I'm really big on pollen to get my nutrition. All of these things work synergistically. I take every product we make. I take pretty much every day. I stick with the adult products, except for I cannot stop with our lollipops. But Bee products are amazing because they're safe, they're easy to take, and they really can make a difference. Can you overdo these products in any way? Like, can you get too much propolis, too much bee pollen? Propolis, no. I've put that to the test. There's a study that looked at toxicity with propolis. I think it would be really, really hard to overdo propolis. I have not overdone propolis and like, I go crazy with it. Bee pollen, I recommend really all you need is like a teaspoon a day. If you have an allergy, it's a different story. But if you do not have an allergy, our beekeeper's pollen, we're doing a raw pollen. We're, we're working with wildflower apiaries. So it's really rich, different foliage sources. So we, you're getting this like array of different vitamins, minerals from different floral sources. So you really don't need that much. I'll usually do like a spoon of the actual pollen. And then I also take my superfood honey. So that has a good amount of pollen in there too. But you don't need to dump the jar out to to get the benefits. And then royal jelly, a little bit goes a long way. The only thing with royal jelly is I tell people don't take it in the evening because it does boost your energy and it can affect sleep. So I don't take royal jelly after like 5.36. So royal jelly in the morning and then honey at night, you said helps with sleep. Yeah. Teaspoon of honey every night with a pinch of sea salt. Huge difference for sleep. Oh my gosh, I have to try that. And Beekeeper's Naturals honey, it's such a massive difference. Like for people, when you were talking about like the conventional honey versus unpasteurized, right, is what you want. You want it unpasteurized. It is a different product. Like it's so thick. The taste is so much different. Like it does not taste like 
the honey and the beer you buy at the store. So you really could just like, have a little spoonful because it's so thick. It's so rich and delicious. I actually have been taking, this is going to sound weird, but our nighttime cough syrup before bed. It doesn't have any stimulant steroids. It's not, you know, chugging NyQuil. And it's all natural ingredients. So in our cough syrup, you've got a raw honey, you've got olive leaf extract, you've got grapefruit seeds. So it's all immune supporting products. And then we've got some melatonin, lemon balm, and the sleep one. So I've been loving that before bed. It's like my little sleep tonic. It's so cool that there are obviously things that you can be using when you have a cold, when you want to support the immune system extra, but that there's nothing in it that you wouldn't want to take every single day otherwise. You know, that should be how all of our supplements are. It's doing a lot for us to heal, but it's also doing a lot for us preventatively too. I totally agree. I feel really strongly about that. I, I think you shouldn't really be taking things that you don't feel safe taking regularly. And you can change dosage based on your body's needs. Vitamin C, like you don't need to worry about taking vitamin C daily. It's a really important antioxidant and it absolutely helps to helps with recovery when you're sick. Our liposomal, it's a liposomal vitamin C plus propolis. So once you learned about how amazing and underutilized these products were, At what point did you think, okay, this could be a business and let me leave my job to start this business myself? I never thought I would start a business. I thought I was going to go into research. I had such a powerful experience with these bee products when I was abroad. And when I came back home to finish up college in Canada, where I'm from, I had a really hard time finding propolis. I could find honey, manuka honey, but propolis, no one really knew what I was talking about. And so I felt like someone needs to be doing this on a larger scale. Someone needs to make people aware. And I finally did find propolis at a farmer's market and it was organic and way too expensive. And I had a really bad allergic reaction to it. So that was really frustrating. I was like, what is going on? I've been taking this for seven months in a different country and it has changed the game. And now I'm home and I finally find it and I'm having this reaction. At the time, I was a TA for my chemistry class. So I ran a toxicity panel on the product I purchased and I realized that there were trace amounts of pesticides in it. And that sent me down a different rabbit hole where I started to explore pesticide regulation in North America. And I learned that it can be really hard to get bee products that are not exposed to pesticides. And for me, again, pesticides really mess my stuff up. At that point, I have two options. I can move to Europe, which isn't going to work right now, or I can start beekeeping and basically run quality control and make sure that there's no pesticide exposure for my bees. And so I started doing that and I completely fell in love with the bees. I just became obsessed with bees and I started making all my own products and I started to give them to friends. Next thing you know, people were Facebook messaging me wanting to buy these products. And I was like, maybe I should sell these things. It's obviously working for a broader population. These products are all backed up by science and I'm beekeeping in a way that's healthier for the bees and that gives people a higher quality end product, which is clearly different than what you can get where I live. But I was a broke college student graduating with negative money. I needed to get a job and I was very lucky. I was able to get a job in finance. I started off in pharmaceutical research and I was at this hedge fund for about 10 months and then 10 months and I was recruited by Goldman Sachs and I joined them as a biotech trader. I had a great experience at Goldman in a lot of ways. It was a really great learning experience for me, but I'm not passionate about finance. I'm really interested in 
health and disrupting the pharmaceutical industry and saving the bees. And it didn't align. And I had a really tricky time with that job because for the first time in my life, I had abundance. I wasn't stressed about bills. And I had this great on paper job. And so many of my friends were struggling to find work and drowning under their debt. And I was in this really great position and I should have been happy, I felt. And I was very grateful for it in a lot of ways, but I was really unhappy. I was also working insane hours. I was working with people that didn't share my values. And I just felt like a fraud, like I wasn't doing something authentic to me. I started having really severe panic attacks and I just felt really trapped. And I felt like there was something else I meant to do and this isn't it. And then I'm like this ungrateful brat and how am I going to get from here to there? And so I went through that for maybe a year before I actually took the plunge and left to start my own things. In a lot of ways, that experience at Goldman shaped what I do and what I don't do at my company today. It, it really shaped our values, our mission. I learned a lot. I think it's really great for people to take a moment and work with a big company just so you can, especially at a young age, you can understand what you like, what you don't like, what works for you. It was a tough experience in a lot of ways, but it shaped a lot of my thinking in ways that I'm really grateful for. And then I started selling bee products at farmer's markets. So I literally went from my cute suits and Wall Street life, having this cool job in New York to standing at the farmer's market with a cardboard sign and all of my friends thinking I was like having a mental breakdown. <laughs> I was so happy. And I, I got to have this really cool experience in the early days of the company where I had direct interaction with my customer base. I would make a product, sell it to people. We'd talk for 30 minutes. They'd come back the next week and tell me all about their experience, their family's experience. And I got to iterate and build an ideal product line and, and really connect with my customers. It kind of grew word of mouth. I was really championed in the early days by two groups. One is young professionals struggling with autoimmunes, especially on the East Coast. A lot of people dealing with things like chronic Lyme. A lot of people who, like me, just had hard to solve problems and it wasn't necessarily life threatening, but they felt like shit and their doctor had no answers. A lot of those individuals became really dedicated customers. And then young parents wanting different things to stay well, keep their energy, feel good and take care of their families. It totally makes sense to me how Beekeepers Naturals has blown up because it is solving problems that people like yourself have been looking for answers for so long and not getting them. And that it's providing different answers to the question that everybody has, which is, how can I be healthier? So I am not surprised at all, the major success. But it's so courageous to leave a job where, like you said, you have all this abundance and you have the security and safety. And you're probably being told from every which way you are living the dream, like you have the best life, you're making this great salary. To leave that, to do your own thing, takes so much courage. And I think a lot of people can probably relate in the way that they have a job, but they're not fulfilled. They're not feeling that satisfaction in their life, but feeling the guilt of like, but I should be. So I'm curious for you, what gave you that confidence or gave you the courage to make that decision to leave? It's so hard to create change. And in a lot of ways, you could argue it was easier for me. I was in a position of privilege, although I did go from that to not being able to pay rent pretty darn quickly. I'd put all my savings into the company to actually purchase raw product and then wow. sleeping on my friend's couch for two years. 
luckily things worked out. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah. But I think it, it's so hard for people to make change, to make changes generally. And I really do acknowledge that even though it was challenging and I, I had a huge life change and things were not like just a straight line up, even though it might look that way. I was lucky in that I didn't have a family I was supporting. I didn't have these responsibilities that kept me somewhere. So just acknowledging everyone who was making those changes in a different setting. But I think what it was, was a connection to my mission. I, I had such a hard time growing up with my health. And especially when I started sharing these products I was making, hearing other people sharing my pain and sharing my frustrations with the pharmaceutical system. And then I think also the work that I did in corporate America is learning about things like for-profit research ethics boards. And I'm a big fan of modern medicine. I, I am like not anti any of that, but I think that standards and regulation are not consistent and that can be really dangerous and unfair. I was just really passionate about building something that people can trust, that's simple, that actually works, actually does what it says it's going to do, that's clean, that has a positive impact on the planet and that people can trust. And I was kind of like, look, I'm young enough that if I completely blow up my life right now, I can figure it out. I'm willing to take that risk because I really care about this existing in the world. And I also felt that if I didn't try this, knowing full well that I could end up with more debt than I started and losing opportunities and in not a great position, I knew that if I didn't try that, I would never be able to respect myself because I know the change it made for me and other people deserve to have access to things that are going to help them. I think there's no better reason than to feel so confident in what you're doing and knowing that it's not out there, that other people don't have access to it. If you don't do this, maybe someone else would down the road have a similar story to you, go find it in a different country and want to bring it back, but maybe not. And so to have that purpose is really powerful. I'm curious, I know you said earlier that you learned a lot from your experience at Goldman Sachs on what you wanted to do in your company and what you didn't want to do. Can you share some of those things that you learned that has helped you structure your company today? So Goldman's a huge organization. There are so many different teams within Goldman. I happened to be on a team that didn't work for me. Values were misaligned. I was like this weird hippie girl and no one knew what to do with me. I was also the only analyst on my teams. It was a tricky experience. I didn't have anyone to commiserate with. A big thing was on my team, there wasn't a connection to goals or mission other than financial ones. It was just arbitrary numbers to help people buy more things they're going to get sick of in 10 minutes. And that was a big experience for me. Just looking at the way we run beekeepers today, we really are intentional about helping everyone on the team, regardless of what department they're in, whether they're in our finance department or in operations and sitting a lot closer to the work we do with the bees and understanding the sustainability element. We try to help everyone understand why we're doing it and the impact we're having and how we're able to Atlas company scales, build a sustainable supply chain and create a new standard for how we treat bees and interact with them. It's really connecting people to the mission. And then it's also how you treat people. I was really frustrated at a company that size. There's a lot of red tape and it's not necessarily a meritocracy and it can be really political and really independent of somebody's age or experience level. We try to, and you know, I shouldn't say independent of experience level because you definitely want people experienced on 
certain jobs, but we take a lot of chances on people at this company and we've been really rewarded, really rewarded. I think taking chances on people who are passionate, intelligent, and want to learn, it's, it's looking like what I look for in my team is a willingness to learn. And it's not about where you went to school or what you were doing before. It's simply like, do you have a willingness to learn? Are you driven to grow as an individual? If so, this could be a great fit for you. I, I had a tough experience. I had some very belittling individuals managing me. I was yelled at. Like It was a tough experience. And so really being focused on, especially as this company's grown, having the mission and having impact be at the center of everything. And when I talk about impact, we always talk about the three P's, people, planet, propolis. That's like a markety way of saying this. But what we're really focused on at Beekeepers is how can we have the maximum impact on people's day-to-day? How can we really help people to lead a healthier, better lifestyle? How can we have maximum impact on the planet, knowing that we're still a growing company and not all of our packaging is the level of sustainability we want it to be, but continuing to make those changes and shifting along the way, staying committed to our sustainable supply chain. So we are very dedicated to pesticide-free beekeeping, to sustainable beekeeping, to educating about that, working with, um, in many cases, small-scale producers and building up with them and just sharing the stuff that's helped us with others. I think what Beekeepers Naturals has done so well is obviously besides having these products that are very unique and that are genuinely helping people and getting the results is that it's clearly such a lifestyle and something that I think has been so amazing to watch. I've seen your company. I think I, I first heard about it years ago and I've seen how it's become viral. It's so fun when I see it on TikTok. People are going crazy about certain products. Like you had so many viral moments, which is such a testament to how incredible the products are. I have some questions for you about these viral moments because I, first of all, think it's just so cool. But I'm also curious, like your side of it, when you see other people taking your products and putting names to them. So for example, the Royal Jelly Brain Fuel recently blew up because people were saying it's nature's Adderall and it had all this virality. Like, can you speak on this? Do you agree that it's like nature's Adderall and like how is you as a founder how do you interpret these viral movements I'm just so curious to hear your thoughts our brain fuel product is literally made for focused memory concentration it's how I support my productivity I think people are using it in the same capacity I am and I I love to see that I, I mean the goal is to help people in whatever way our products are working for them it makes me really happy to see that and I'm I'm very grateful that people have been so vocal about it and it comes back to the emphasis on quality like something that's really different that we do at Beekeepers Naturals that not a lot of people do in the wellness world is our formulation our R&D is hardcore we're not just like this is trending or this is a good idea and then go to market with it. We have an idea. We base it on third-party published science. So we need to have some amount of studies that are validating these thoughts. Then we bring it to our medical advisory board. And on our medical advisory board, we try to get a lot of different perspectives. So on our board, we have MDs, pediatricians. We also have naturopaths and acupuncturists. And our goal is always, can we make a product that all of these individuals from their different backgrounds, values, think is the best path forward. 
And then after that, this is something that we've been investing in more and more and we're able to invest in as we grow, but doing clinical trials on our product. We did our first clinical on our gut health product. We're working on launching another and the clinicals take many, many months, if not a year or more. But I'm really excited about being able to actually publish results about the products we're building. So when I hear these viral moments on TikTok, I'm so excited. And I also feel like we're really putting in the legwork to make the best products for people. And it's cool because I know that you're doing so many studies and you look to studies and obviously like you're so based in clinical research, but it's like you're getting to hear all this perspective and able to collect your own data just from social media, which is a really cool response to it. Another viral moment I have to ask you about because we actually posted an article about this on theevergirl.com because some creators were going viral on TikTok for claiming that the bee pollen increased their breast size. We did a whole article about this because it was so huge. Can you speak on that real quick? And this is my last question for you, but I could not let you leave before I asked you about bee pollen's effect on breast size. Is there any truth to that? So there have not been any studies specifically on bee pollen and what it does for breast size. That doesn't mean that these people are not having that experience. There just has not been any published science. And women's health generally, there's a lack of studies. So there is that. But what has been studied is the activity that bee pollen has on hormones. So like estrogenic activity, we know that bee pollen can help regulate hormones and has mild activity on estrogen receptors. And it's due to these compounds called phytosterols. And one of the sterols, it basically helps to regulate the estrogen receptors. For people having like hormone balancing effects when they're using it and having their body react to that, it doesn't super surprise me. But, you know, my husband also takes bee pollen every day and he has not grown boobs. So it makes sense that like hormones affect people so differently. So they can have the effect on some people, not others. But it sounds like there's just so much even untapped potential with all bee products. And I think that's so freaking cool. I think you're completely transforming the pharmaceutical industry, which I am so grateful for. I'm so grateful for your products. I've been such a longtime fan and consumer. So it's just so fascinating to hear all the science behind it and the facts behind it. It's like so cool. Carly, we are going to wrap up with some rapid fire questions. The first question I'm curious, especially as we're approaching cold and flu season, I personally am inhaling the throat spray like it's air this time of year. But what else do you do to keep your immune system as healthy as possible? Is there any ritual, food, anything else that you swear by to support your body going through the changes that this time of year can often impact on your immune system? Okay, this answer might be cheating, but I'm a big fan of vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc. And the reason it might be cheating is because the way I get it is through our products. Like we have a list of vitamin C and propolis. And then our lozenges have zinc and vitamin D. To be honest, that's how I'm getting them. But if you want to do that differently, I think especially those of us that live in places that are not sunny all the time, people tend to be pretty low in vitamin D. Vitamin C is like a safe, easy way to support your health. And then Going beyond that, and this is like my greatest challenge today, and I'm lucky that this is my greatest challenge because I've solved a lot of my immune stuff, but stress, trying to meditate, which is not easy for me, staying physical. I'm a pretty active person, and so that's an important part of my life and trying to have a pretty balanced lifestyle. Love it. So important. Yeah, keeping stress down is so important for this. I mean, always, but especially with your immune system. Okay, next question. Advice you would tell your younger self. That's such a good one. 
I think don't worry about what you can't control. I need to tell my current self that too. But <laughs> especially when you're building a business, things will just go wrong. The amount of things that went wrong and it was so like, what's going to happen? And what you really have to do in those moments is just cultivate more resilience, keep moving forward. And I think that's with everything in life. There's so much that's out of our control. We can try and control it and stress about it and theorize potential outcomes if things don't change. But that's really a waste of our time. And if we focus on what we can control and we can control how we feel and where we put our focus, we will be happier, more effective, more successful, all of the things. That's such good advice. And then last question, a book that has changed your life. I love The Untethered Soul. That's a really, really great one. Eckhart Tolle and New Earth really changed my life. I read it for the first time. I don't know how at 16 I found this book, but I read it as a teenager. It made such a difference. And then I reread it as an adult and it really rocked my world. So those two are amazing books. I love those books when you like read them at different times of your life and they totally mm -hmm. mean different things to you and resonate differently. So cool. Carly, where can everybody find you? Shop Beekeepers Naturals. And I would also love for you to share like, if someone is totally new to the idea of all bee products, Beekeepers Naturals, what products should they start with? You can find me at beekeepersnaturals.com where all of our social media, TikTok, Instagram, Beekeepers Naturals. You can find our products on Amazon. We're sold at Whole Foods, Target, CVS, Walgreens, Sprouts. So we're at most health food stores, Erewhon. But we're also on Amazon and beekeepersnaturals.com. And we love to hear from everyone. So whether you reach out to us on TikTok, Instagram, whatever it may be, we love to hear from you. And my Instagram is Carly Kramer. And on TikTok, I'm Carly the Beekeeper. So starter, I always say propolis. It's our propolis throat spray. You can put it in your purse, your glove compartment. It's an easy one. Um, because it's cold and flu season, people are getting sicker. I'm also really recommending our liposomal propolis and vitamin C. It just gives you a thousand milligrams of vitamin C. It gives you a dose of propolis. And I really recommend the superfood honey too. I melt chocolate and mix it because it's so sick. It like so tastes good. like chocolate mousse. It's so freaking okay. good. Can I tell you something that I'm obsessed with right now? Yes. An avocado. You mix it with a, like a spoon of the superfood honey and then some cacao powder and put the pollen on top. This is like my chocolate mousse that I'm having every single day. I'm obsessed. Oh my, God. oh my God, that sounds so good. I'm like literally going to go make that now because I have all those things in my pantry ready to go. Carly, thank you so much for joining us. This was so informative and honestly mind-blowing to hear how crazy these benefits are. So thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's so fun to share the story. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I know I sure did. If this episode gave you any value or you're liking the show in general, please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It really makes a huge difference for our show so we can keep growing and bringing the content that you love. If you want more info, you can find us at The Every Girl Podcast on Instagram or theeverygirlpodcast.com. Talk to you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh.
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 